Hello there. Welcome to Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. I'm your host, Shelley F. Knight. I'm a former nurse and clinical hypnotherapist, term podcaster and author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book and Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. In each episode, I aim to share my clinical, spiritual, and personal experience to help you feel inspired to create your own positive changes in life. Fear not, it's not just me. Each week, I will bring on a new guest and they will share their authentic story of positive change and the tools that they used on their journey. So if you're ready to be inspired, let's go. is an absolute honour as I am joined by the wonderful former house music DJ and record producer Mark Wilkinson. Mark has the most amazing story to share of how he's gone from being in the clubs to absolutely raising the vibes in different ways. The point is is that you know I had all this inflammation going on in my body and and you know part of me was looking back and going well it's probably this 15 years I've just spent doing this party lifestyle you know traveling around the globe thinking I'm you know, some sort of like superstar DJ. Um, and um, then the doctor said, bad luck, it's in your genes, you're always gonna get it. And I was like, okay, well that kind of excuses me and my behavior then. <laughs> However, at the same time, somebody gave me a, a copy of The Secret, a friend of mine gave me a copy of The Secret and in there, Bob Proctor said a dis-ease is two words. You must hyphenate a dis-ease. And if you have a dis-ease going on in this molecular structure that we live in, then you are not at ease emotionally and you need to have a look at that and I was like well fine because I thought I was fine <laughs> I thought I was fine I didn't think I had a disease I thought I was just Mr party boy doing his thing as soon as I heard that and I was like okay so the doctor says a disease you say a disease I'm going to research this and that's all I've done ever since I can't wait to share today's episode so let's go Today on the show, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Mark Wilkinson, who's a former house music DJ and record producer who used to play at Ministry of Sound and Pasha. He's totally remixed his life and he's now an author, speaker, coach, director, consultant and many things. So hello there, Mark. Hi, Shelley. How are you? All right. Thank you, lovely. I'm trying not to get too excited because Ministry of Sound was kind of my driving music back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine too. I had some great memories in that nightclub and uh, yeah, becoming the resident DJ was another dream that one of my first early dreams that I really achieved to where I was like, wow. Yeah, so a little bit excited. I really need to calm down because bless you, you've had quite a journey. So yeah, please do share. It's turned into it's turned into quite a journey now that I'm 50. Uh, it was um, it was great. I mean, living that DJ lifestyle, you know, making well playing records, making people dance, playing records in nightclubs, uh, in parties to start with, then nightclubs, getting people involved, getting people happy, bringing joy to people, seeing people really enjoy the, their nights out and their music was just such a motivating factor for me. I've been listening to Elvis and the Beatles on my mum's stereo since I was six. And then all of a sudden I'm making and playing records in nightclubs and uh, in this house music revolution, I was 18 in 1988. So I was slap bang in the middle of it at the right age. Uh, and it was 
it was wonderful. It was such a great experience. Um, and uh, I lived and breathed it. I was totally passionate. I was totally committed, 100%. Uh, you know, I was the, the guy that uh, wanted to be making that happen. And I did make it happen for many years. Then became resident DJ at Ministry of Sound, was on top of the world, thought it was all great. Um, and then a few years later, um, I had a collapse. I had a physical collapse where I landed uh, against the wall, basically in my flat and then onto the floor. Uh, I didn't know what had happened. My leg gave way. Uh, I didn't know what had happened. I couldn't really explain it. Well, I, I certainly couldn't explain it. And that was followed by 18 months of absolute agony uh, where I went to see many, 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 many doctors, you know, not hundreds, but many doctors. And uh, I just, no one could diagnose me. I was in utter agony. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get out of a chair. I couldn't stand. I mean, some of my DJ gigs would put a little stool out for me to sit on and I'd sort of sit there like really thin and like, oh, you know, playing some music, uh, trying to make a few pounds still, but still struggling. And then, um, and then finally, yeah, I was given, you know, a diagnosis. And then I started to watch The Secret and I started to understand a bit more about various different things about what you think about is what you bring about and a dis-ease being two words and all kinds of, there's so much information, Shelley, you know, that, you know, it was kind of like, it was just like mind blowing, but that was 17 years ago. I'm now 50, coming up to 51. Uh, I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, the happiest, healthiest, healthiest and wealthiest I've ever been. Um, we've got multiple properties, multiple businesses. I'm happily married. It's, you know, but none of this is an accident. It's happened because of those tough times that I say in my book, Life Remixed, in every crisis is an opportunity. So. Bless you. It sounds so scary, like the 18 months. I know, bless you, carried on, like sort of sitting there on the stool, trying to still bring joy to others. But what was your condition? So, yeah, I, I ended up just shuffling around like a, it's almost disrespectful to say like a 90 year old because so, there's some 90 year olds that are fit and strong and moving around. I was just shuffling around like I was broken and I was only 33 to 34. Uh, finally, I went to so many different doctors, as I've said, I went to see a rheumatologist in the end. I was finally I hadn't even heard the word rheumatology. I was sent to a rheumatologist and he said, um, oh, you've got this. And he gave me a booklet and I was like, OK. And I looked at it and I read it and I was like, I could have written this booklet. This is every single symptom that I've got is in this booklet. And it was called ankylosing spondylitis, which sounds like a bit of a mouthful and sounds like, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, what? Never heard of it, you know. But actually more people I've discovered since I do a lot of work with the charity uh, NAS, N-A-S-S, um, the National Ankylosing Spondylitis Society. And they uh, give me plenty of facts. Actually, it's more common than... MS and a lot of other kind of dis diseases that we know about. Um, lots of people get it at different levels. You might, some people might just get a few aches and pains. It, uh, I got it at a very high level. It took me down completely. Yeah, see, I've heard of it as in like a spine curvature, but I had no idea it was so debilitating. Just why I'm wondering, the old nurse is now thinking, is that why it took so long to diagnose? Because you just think, oh, he's got a spine curvature. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, the, the, funny enough, the spine has never really been a problem for me. It's more about the inflammation in my body. And essentially what had happened was my body was so inflamed that um, I, I, you couldn't touch my hands. You know, my, I couldn't sleep at night. It felt like someone was stabbing me in the ribs. My shoulders were all puffy. My, my, I couldn't stand on my heels. My knees were bloated and, and massive and <coughs> swollen. The point is, is that, you know, I had all this inflammation going on in my body. And, and, you know, part of me was looking back and going, well, it's probably this 15 years I've just spent doing this party lifestyle, you know, traveling around the globe thinking I'm, you know, some sort of like superstar DJ. Um, and um, 
Then the doctor said, bad luck, it's in your genes, you're always going to get it. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of excuses me and my behaviour then. <laughs> However, at the same time, somebody gave me a, a copy of The Secret. A friend of mine gave me a copy of The Secret. And in there, Bob Proctor said a dis-ease is two words. You must hyphenate a dis-ease. And if you have a dis-ease going on in this molecular structure that we live in, then you are not at ease emotionally and you need to have a look at that. And I was like, well, fine, because I thought I was fine. <laughs> I thought I was fine. I didn't think I had a disease. I thought I was just Mr. Party Boy doing his thing. As soon as I heard that and I was like, okay, so the doctor says a disease, you say a disease, I'm going to research this. And that's all I've done ever since. And I think that's really valuable because I know so many people, myself included, currently struggling with like health issues and that. And you have to become your own expert. And it is, you know, if they do one thing today, the listener, it is research outside the box. I'm very passionate about what you're saying about like the secret and Bob Procton. I know there's more to your story yet. But, you know, if you aren't getting the answers from the medical experts, then, you know, it could be like life changing to look elsewhere. Well, the medical profession is amazing. It yeah. is amazing. And it helps us. It helps us hugely. I would never negate modern medicine. Modern medicine is a part of getting us back I mean basically the rest of the, the next part of that story was I was given modern medicine medication and it allowed me to get better almost like miraculously like, boom I'm okay wow this is amazing and I started walking normally again I started moving normally again um but that was sort of papering over the cracks and what I had to do was I had to then delve deeper into my soul and all these books and learning and everything else that I've got on my website which is you know, I give credit to every single person, every single person who's written a book and put themselves out there because what I've done is I've learned from every single one of them, but then I've brought it into my life and tried it out for myself and the results have been amazing. And now I have a little bit of medication knocking about, but rarely and not, not very much. I love that. So were you able to work? Because I know that I think you've mentioned before about like how your life totally changed from this. What happened to you like with your mental health as well as your physical health during these times? Well, that's a brilliant question because my mental health went down, spiraling down and down and down. Because when you can't walk and you're 33 and 34, you're not able to uh, work and function the way you have done since you were 15, 16, 17. Um, the mental state was like, what is, is this it? You know, and the amount of painkillers I was taking just to try and survive. And because no one could explain it, because I couldn't explain it, because no doctor could explain it, no family member, nobody could explain what they could see and what was going on uh I was yeah I was mentally done for really I was kind of like I, I might as well I might as well you know end it all and I often make a little joke now and I've heard someone else make this joke before which I quite like but um you know uh you know I could have gone and thrown myself off a tall building but actually I've always been a little bit scared of heights uh, <laughs> and I got up there you know I got up there I'd have gone no no no, no. <laughs> but the point is that you know, I'm joking, but at the same time, it's a serious subject, which is that, you know, there was times when my mind was going, listen, you might as well just give this up now. This, you know, this is it now, 33, 34, and the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, if you are alive for that long, are going to be this much pain, then you might as well not bother. And that was a very, very, um, uh, I don't want to say scary, but it was a very kind of like... Um, it was a thought I'd never thought. I guess I had to think about my mortality and think, well, actually, what is the what is the point of this? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, but I was, you know, obviously there was a, a life soul within me that was like, come on, you know, 
dust yourself off and let's try and find out. And then there's a great phrase that I, I've said, which is that um, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And one, my initial mentor who gave me a copy, the DVD of The Secret, he said, watch this. I watched it, gave it back to him. He said, watch it again. I said, okay. And then I tried to give it back to him again. He said, watch it again. And he, he had me watching it a hundred times. And I did. I watched The Secret 100 times. And after that, I signed up for an online course with Bob Proctor and I started working online with Bob. Um, and I've never looked back. I've just, I've got books all around me. Uh, and the author of, you know, becoming the author of my own book is something that I've dreamt about for probably the last 12 years, uh, at least. Um, and uh, I want to emulate that man and I want to help as many people as possible because some of this information is, is absolute gold and, and it's not publicly well known enough. Yeah, I mean, I think I started to watch The Secret once, but I don't think I ever finished it. And the same with the books. Now I've just made a little note for myself, thinking The Secret, watch it a hundred times. Well, can because I just say, go back, go make sure you go back and watch the documentary from 2006 on Netflix. And repetition is mastery in anything. If you want to go to the gym, you better pump up that muscle. You can't go once, you have to go a hundred times or a thousand times. You know, your mind is exactly the same. Your mind is a gym. Uh, you know, you've got to go and work it, work it, work it. And the more I've worked my mind, the better my results. I love that. So bless you, you've gone from like this kind of world famous DJ, then you've had this debilitating condition. You've had like these suicidal thoughts, being in constant pain. And then you watch The Secret and you do that times 100. <laughs> yeah. And that was your journey back up. So what did you discover on the way back up? I know you're very passionate about this disease. What else did you learn? Um, well, I learned a lot about universal laws. Um, for instance, I learned that, you know, we're taught at school about the law of gravity and we all know about that one, don't we? Because that's what keeps us <laughs> on the ground, you know, stops us floating off. Um, but there's lots of other universal laws and I've written them all in Life Remix. There's 12 universal laws, you know, give or take. Some people will say there's more, some people will say there's less, but ultimately, uh, I've settled on the 12 universal laws. And for me, uh, every single one of them is, is really, you know, important. You know, you might have heard of karma. Well, karma is a universal law, you know. Um, there's the law of cause and effect. There's lots of different laws that actually, when you uh, tune into them, and I studied this, and I think it was from Bob Proctor or Tony Robbins, they basically said, master the universal laws and you'll master life. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I just started reading all about them and getting myself. And, and then all I did was I started to practice it because I said this in my book and I, lots of other great authors say in their book, don't take my you know, word for it as gospel. Listen to what I'm saying and then go and use it in your own life. And if you use it in your own life and it works, then great, go for it. Um, and the three things I think that really just jumped out at me and got me, got me to start to make a real big shift uh, was uh, forgiveness of myself and everyone, everything. Um, acceptance of everyone and everything. Total acceptance is my definition of love. Um, gratitude uh, and self-love, ultimately, you know, learning to love the self because every single result that went bad in my life, I could trace back to the fact that I didn't really like myself that much. Um, and, uh, and that was the young me. Um, and uh, I had to go through the pain. I've, all pain has a message. Every crisis has an opportunity. However you want to dress that up. Ultimately, that pain and that suffering that I went through was there for a reason because it taught me that actually I, I need to be better. I need to learn to be better. And that's all I've done ever since. I've just become, I've become an absolute um, 
you know, bookworm, audio books, you know, I was talking to someone on the golf course the other day and we were talking about, I said, I've written a book and he was really interested. And he went, yeah, he said, that's really interesting. He said, he said, what I've realized is the more I develop myself, the better my business results are. And I went, yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> you, know, that, you know, the more time you spend working on this, you know, mind and body you've been given and improving it, the better your results will be in business. And that's how my wife and I've got multiple sources of income, multiple businesses now. I love that. It made me smile because my had a life coach worked with Louise and she didn't say, I mean, she believed in law of attraction, but she called it law of vibration. And I yes. love that. It's because like, you know, you might ask to attract, but if you're still, I always think like if you want to like meet your ideal man or something and you want to attract them, so you write a wish list, but if you're still sitting there eating cold pizza in your pajamas with your cat licking your face, it's not the right vibration, is it? And, and so and I, I think I like people, need to understand, people need to understand that vibration is actually feeling, you know? So if you want to meet someone who's energetic, loving, you know, enjoying themselves, then you know, then you've got to turn the mirror back on yourself and be that person first. You know, you, as you say, you can't just sit there like, you know, slobbing out and hoping to meet this like man of your dreams. That's not going to work. Yeah. But if you get up and you go for it and you become the person you would like to attract, we vibrate on a level. We absolutely do. And all I do now is I raise my vibration as much as I possibly can on a daily basis in every single scenario. And gratitude, by the way, is the number one thing to do. Um, but forgiveness and acceptance get you there. Um, raising your vibration to such a level that now I only attract people that are on that vibration. Those, the people that I used to be surrounded by, and there was a lot of addiction, there was a lot of, um, you know, misery loves company. There was a lot of, you know, blaming others, not taking responsibility, all that kind of stuff. Those people are no longer part of my life. And that's just because I'm just in a completely different vibration to them now. Uh, that's okay. That's their journey. This is mine. It takes me back to what you said earlier, which really like made my ears prick up. You said that you didn't really like yourself. Is that you as an individual or is it because of the people that are around you? Well, this is the thing, right? I can't, you know, like attracts like. So there's a great story that Bob Proctor shared with me actually when I was studying with him online, which I love. Um, he doesn't necessarily make this a big public one, but it's a good one. He said uh, <clears throat> he was drinking in a bar. He was like 30 or whatever. And I was 30-ish, as you know, when I was going through my, starting to go through my changes. And he said he was drinking in a bar and he was saying he was drinking in his bar and he looked around and he was like, he was like, these people are all bums. He's drinking his drink. And he goes, I must be a bum too. <laughs> so he said he, put, he said he put the drink down and he walked out and he never went back. And, and honestly, I've, I've documented the whole thing for me. You know, that's not being down on anyone else. It was just simply for me. I was being that way and I attracted all those people to me. Um, and when I made my changes, I've started to make my changes. Um, a lot of those people just left me alone, but I had to take responsibility. There's a great phrase that responsibility is the key to freedom. Um, you know, you do not have to live in a mental prison. You, you do not have to be surrounded by people that are moaning and, you know, but you've got to make a change. You've got to raise your vibration and there are, universal laws and lots of skills that I teach in coaching and stuff like that but the bottom line is is raise your vibration and then all the negatives will leave you and you can actually move into a much happier healthier place I love that it must be my daughter she'll often get like sibling rival it's very good here four children and my daughter's the worst the eldest daughter and she's always like oh he did that he sucked my air he looked at me kind of thing it's like you're not a tree you're not rooted you can move away and I'm thinking, I'm trying to get my 10-year-old to understand that. But 
grown people don't do they they just sit there go this happened to me I was left to feel like that you're like just own it just walk away or you know if you say raise that vibration you don't have to take everything that's flung at you and you don't have to interpret it in a negative way what you have to understand is that yeah there's two ways of looking at everything you know I I looked at the two biggest negatives which are dis-ease and bankruptcy in my 30s and I've turned those into something that have changed my life and actually changed it for the better there's no poor me in there whatsoever I tell the story because that's what happened yeah. but the real success of this and the reason we're even talking today is that there's no I don't need sympathy it's not sympathy it's just like look if I can do that then you or anyone else who's out there who's listening you can change it you can make something happen for yourself but the bottom line is if you played a victim if you're like oh well, they said that and someone said that and they did this and many people carry that their life, their entire lifetime. Someone said something to them when they were at school or their parents did, said things to them that they didn't particularly appreciate. And then guess what? They let it ruin their entire life. It doesn't have to be that way unless we allow it. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I, I don't understand why people want to play victim. I think it might be, maybe they don't know themselves or they don't know what they are without that victim label and they just get stuck there in this really crappy <laughs> comfort blanket. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is who I am. It's like, but it doesn't have to be, which is why I love it when I have people like you coming in saying like, you know, you can move forward and this is how. Well, it's easier to be negative, isn't it? Look, you, you only have to put the news on and watch the news <laughs> for like half an hour to know that it's easier to be negative in this world, in this in, in, in humanity. We feed off it. We feed off negativity. We that's I don't want to say we love it, but it, you know, if, if you if they put something negative on the news, we all know where we were on 9-11. We all know where we were when Princess Diana passed. You know, we all know this stuff. The point is, is that it's a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging for us to step outside of that negative and see actually go, no, <coughs> excuse me, no, I'm gonna be a positive vibration and I'm going to do something better with my life I'm going to write books I'm going to coach I'm going to speak I'm going to make music again I'm going to you know all this stuff I'm just talking about myself right but the point is is that you know it's a lot it's a lot more challenging to do that than it is to just go oh well you know I'll just sit down and watch telly tonight you know no <laughs> let's get out there and actually do something more more positive for the world and by the way <clears throat> that's how you earn money if you want to know how people got a lot of people are chasing money the way you earn money, and I ask people this all the time, I say, how do you earn money? And they all say to me, well, I get a job, don't I? I get a job and I earn some cash and I save up a little bit. And, and I'm like, it's this the worst way to earn money. The absolute worst way to earn money. The way you earn money is to add value to other people's lives. Give great service. The more service you provide, the more value you add to other people's lives, the more money you will earn. It's just a simple equation. And again, most people will spend their entire lives resisting that or just getting a little incremental raise every year or yeah. something like that. No, 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 no. Think about the big picture. Think about what you can do, what value you can add, what services you can provide, multiple services. You have multiple skills, as do I, as does everyone. Use them. Yeah, I, I see it with some of my friends, I have the spiritual businesses, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to charge too much. And it's like, just because you're spiritual and being of service doesn't mean you have to sort of like, you know, embrace a life of poverty. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, how's that spiritual? How's, <laughs> how's it spiritual to be poor? I mean, you know, one of the things that I learned from Bob was he said, the best thing you can do for a poor person is not be one. <laughs> uh, you know, but if, imagine if everyone had that attitude. 
even even poor people were like, actually, I'm not going to be poor. I, I'm going to find a way to lift myself up and go for it. Um, you know, we all have a choice. Every single person has a choice to make. Uh, you know, there's plenty of stories of people that have gone from, you know, extreme poverty to high office uh, or done amazing things. There's plenty of stories of that. Yeah. And I always say, like, even if you're not making a choice, that's still a choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you you need to demand what you feel that your value is in this world. And that's one of the things I coach people on because a lot of people are apologetic for themselves and actually like, oh, you know, I don't want to charge. Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. You are amazing. You, the, th the thing about this as well is that you and anyone listening, utterly unique. There is not another person who looks or sounds like you or vibrates like you or has any of your skills. There's not another person like you. And out of six, seven billion people on the planet, you're utterly unique. So why would you play that down? Yeah, or try and be like someone else. I never get that. I'm like, really? Everyone everyone else is taken. I'll just be yeah. me. Yeah, I've got really bad memory marks. I think I'm just going to be me. I know that one. <laughs> well, okay. So we could change that as well because you can change that around and say, start saying, I have a really good memory. And guess what? Within a few months, you'll have a great memory. Will I? That'd be great. So I have to keep going back to the room I've just come from to remember why was I going there in the first place. Change your mantra and start to say, I have a really great memory. Right, writing that down. Homework for Mark. Yeah. That's that one. <laughs> I'm here to help, Shelley. Yeah, I'm thank you. <laughs> you are really helpful. So I want to take it back to you said about this forgiveness, acceptance, gratitude and self-love. Because I know people listening, you know, a lot of my audience have been through trauma. And for them, they might think, well, I'm not forgiving. And again, it does go back to that victimhood. But how can people start to forgive today, whether it's themselves, the situation or someone else? So first question I would ask is, what, what does forgiveness actually mean? And the answer is to let go of completely. Uh, and that is the number one thing to be doing, to let go of everything completely right here, right now in this moment. And forgive everyone everything is one of my real mantras start with yourself always start with self and self-love forgive me for all the silly things i did and i've written it all in a book right but the bottom <laughs> line is, is that you know forgive forgive myself for all the silly things i did when i was younger that actually led me to a, a painful very very painful place um many people are oh, i can't forgive him he did this to me or i can't forgive her she did that to me the forgiveness isn't for them it's for you yeah it's self-love you know, it's for you to let go of completely. It's for you to let go of carrying around. Because trust me, I heard anger described in Buddhism, I think it is. Anger is described as holding onto a hot piece of coal and hoping it burns someone else. Yeah, it doesn't do you any good. So, you know, you could feel wronged or, you know, you waste it. So, you know, I don't care how justified you think you are in holding onto that anger and resentment. It's a dumb idea. Okay. <laughs> let it go let it go okay because it's for your own good okay doesn't matter what anyone else is doing it's purely about you and your vibration forgiveness is the most important thing to to do i i had one of my family members said what do you forgive me for i said it's not for you it's for me you know i, I forgive you for doing what you do it's not an issue you crack on you know what i mean i'm good but i've let go of what you're saying and, and it's none of it's none of my business anymore so crack on I love that. The Art of Forgiveness by Mark Wilkinson. Um, crack on. <laughs> crack on. Crack on with, you know, yeah. trust me, when I'm sitting on my rocking chair or even laying on my deathbed, yeah, I don't want to be laying there thinking, oh, he did that to me and she did that to me. No, what's the point? There's no point in it. I don't care how justified you think you are. 
it's a stupid idea. You've got to let it go as quickly as possible. You know, people say, <coughs> excuse me, people say that time is a really uh, great healer. Well, how about we can, I can now turn that around in like 15 seconds rather than 15 years or whatever. You know, literally just every, here's, here's the way I do it, by the way. Every single person is doing the best they can with the knowledge they have right now. Right. Every single person is doing the best they can <laughs> with the knowledge they have right now. If they wrong you or they do it wrong and they don't do it to your beliefs or your, your um, requirements or expectations, they are actually doing their best. And it makes it really easy then because you go, okay, that's the best they've got. So let's move on. I love that. I think because I'm a, a parent, <laughs> you think like, oh, it's all I know right now. Well, someone, said to me, someone said to me once, I remember listening to a Tony Robbins thing and uh, we, were talk, we were talking about it afterwards and there was this thing about, um, uh, he said uh, there was a, a, a father who, and a mother and father who had six children all at once, six tuplets. They had six children all at once and he said to me, he's, had, he's like, how do you deal with like six children like, all at once, everything happening? How do you even deal with that over a few years of like bringing them up and getting them into their, you know, school shoes and stuff like that? And he said, don't have too many rules. That's a great answer because ultimately, if you don't have too many rules, too many expectations, you can just go with the flow a lot easier. You can deal with things a lot easier. You can be a lot more flexible. You know, if you've got so many hard, fast rules and belief systems that oh, it must be this way, you're making trouble for yourself, you know? You know, I think it's about learning, growing um, and becoming uh, someone that you can be really comfortable with as you, as you grow, I'd say. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm very much a choose your battles kind of parent. I just think, well, I remember this in five minutes time, five years time, let it go, Shelley. But Good. my beautiful late stepdad, he always used to say, never have expectations in life and you'll never be disappointed. And at the time I used to think, well, if I haven't got expectations, where am I going? But actually expectations and dreams are totally different things. Yes. And yes, it's, I think expectations are sort of like, when you expect someone to respond to a certain way to a conversation, you expect to get that job, that opportunity. But if you don't have those and you just go with it, again, that vibration, trust in the universe thing, it'll probably be a lot lovelier at the end. Well, one of the things I learned, I learned from when I was bankrupt and I was 38 and living in my mum's spare room going, what just happened? Because I've just <laughs> had this 20 year music career. I've had a record in the top 10. I've done all sorts of stuff. Um, and then, you know, how has this happened? And one of the things I learned from, you know, I guess it's from The Secret, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, um, all the great books I've read, Think and Grow Rich and everything. Um, I literally just got my head around that true love, self-love is total acceptance. And so I started to practice total acceptance of me, how I look, my body, you know, my situation at that time. And I just practiced total acceptance. I went, I can't, I'm not going to fight this. I'm just going to totally accept what's happened and then start to learn and study and grow and build my momentum back up again. That's 12 years ago. We're in a wonderful position now. Um, I still totally accept, I totally accept everyone. I, you know, it doesn't mean if someone, if someone does something and I go, oh, I don't, I'm not really feeling that vibe or anything like that, then I totally accept them to go on their journey. It doesn't have to be with me, but that total acceptance of me and my surroundings and the world it's a very peaceful place to live. And what it means is, is that I have loads of time to then be creative and actually 
um, achieve my goals and my dreams. I'm smiling away. I just love that. So forgiveness is kind of total letting go of the past. Mm-hmm. And then you've got acceptance, which is kind of letting go of the present. Yep, totally accepting what's happening right now. And then you've got gratitude. Mm-hmm. Where does gratitude fit in? So the secret said, you know, an attitude of gratitude. And I suddenly realised that actually I'd left, lived 20 years of an adult, you know, uh, as a DJ. And I don't think I'd been particularly grateful for very much. Uh, I think when I was a kid, you know, my mum taught me to say thank you. And I went, thank you, you know, and just sort of, <laughs> I know, cheers, you know, um, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, I don't, I think it was just lip service. I didn't really understand anything. And I think, I think true gratitude came into my world when uh, I was bankrupt. Uh, you know, I broke up with an ex. We, well, we broke up and I was left penniless. Um, no work, no, you know, DJ Uh, gigs ran out Uh, it was the 2008 recession the credit crunch Um, and if it wasn't for my you know mother still having a house and and you know a spare bedroom a little box room for me to go back to I would have been homeless I would have been homeless I would have been um, you know couch surfing at friends or something like that you know it would have been it would have been really um, awful Uh, and but because my mum was there with that spare room uh, even though we'd wound each other up for years and, you know, hadn't always, I hadn't been the best son, by the way, clearly. Um, I, I could go back there, you know, obviously with my sort of tail between my legs, but what I basically learned was complete gratitude for, for that woman and what she did, you know, and, and, and for holding it all together for me and for the family. And so that was where the, you know, I started to feel really grateful to my mum. I was like, Oh, thank you, mum. You know, and, uh, and then I started to just be grateful for everything. And, and I, I remember a little example. So we, I live now in Surrey in Isha, but the other side of the river is where I grew up in Hampton Hill, <clears throat> which is a nice, you know, leafy suburb around Bushy Parks. You know, it's quite posh. Um, but I remember being signing on, you know, 40 pounds a week, no money, 12 years ago. And I walked, uh, I walked up the high street every day and I bought myself a little baked potato for like, I don't know, three or four pounds or something to have my lunch while I sat and read all these books and devoured all these books and was like, look, teach me stuff. You know, Bob said, your way isn't working, try mine. I went, fine, teach me. So I started teaching, I started, I started learning rather from all these great teachers. But I remember just, they said gratitude. So I just started to smile a lot and say thank you to the guy who made my lunch every, every single day. And a lovely guy, he made me, within about two weeks, we were talking about stuff. He went, here, you can just have that one. That one's on the house. And I went, oh no, no, it's, it's all right. I've got a few pounds you know he went he said listen don't worry about it it's all right you know you're in here every day you're really grateful you're really smiling you've got great energy thank you and I was like oh I was like so this stuff works then <laughs> you know? and uh and and that was kind of like a real a real moment because I was like okay so I'm now gonna be grateful to every single person for every single experience but this is where it comes in this is where it starts to get challenged challenging because a lot of people will be like well I can be grateful for all the good stuff I can be grateful for you know all the nice things that are in my life I can yeah I'll be grateful make a list no problem but then it's like start being grateful for the people and the things that you don't really like the things that really push your buttons dis-ease and bankruptcy for me you know people you know that I don't resonate with that I don't vibrate on a you know who test me who challenge me too much who I can't deal with that are like oh no you know I don't know maybe toxic personalities or whatever you want to say Start being grateful for that because that actually becomes very, very freeing. So 
part of my coaching is I get people to do gratitude lists and I've got clients all over the world, Australia, Japan, Canada, all over Europe, the UK. Um, and I get them to do gratitude lists, but the ultimate goal of the gratitude list is for them to stop sending me the gratitude list and actually just say, I am grateful. And it's grateful. I'm, I'm grateful to wake up without pain, by the way. I love that. It reminds me of Louise Hay. She was very much into her gratitude. And I know that people said that she used to do like be grateful for 50 things before she even got up, put her feet on the floor. And it was sort of like the shelter from the house. The fact she's got legs to put on the floor. It's raining outside. So Mother Nature is nourishing. And she used to do 50 things. And I was just like, that's brilliant. Because so many people just get up and go into that default mode. And it is really powerful. But I, I love say, your powerful, story. It's powerful, Shelley, because you then own it. You own your experience. You know, you're no longer a victim because you're saying to your mind and your body, I'm grateful to be here. And then you go out into the day and you release that energy into the day and see the difference. It is really phenomenal. Yeah, because you're starting on a positive. I mean, there's scientific research, allegedly, that if you make your bed in the morning, it's really good because you've already done a small achievement. It also allegedly stops you wanting to go back into that bed as well. Um, yeah. But I love gratitude. But what I love about it is the fact that, as you say, you can say, I don't know. So I suppose there's different types of people. Some people are thinking, like, I'm lucky to be alive, and other people be grateful they're not dead. It depends out. Yes, it's the same thing, but it's how people phrase it. Well, it's about perception, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I love how your gratitude sort of came alive, had this awakening when you were bankrupt and had this disease. Mm. Yeah, that was that was the turning point. Because up to then, I don't think I've been grateful for very much. Uh, certainly not on a vibrational level. Uh, but when I had nothing, it, it, I, I hung my hat on a few things. One of them was that most multimillionaires have been bankrupt in their 30s. And without me analysing every single multimillionaire that's gone <laughs> from bankruptcy to multimillionaire success, I think what happens is, certainly from my perspective, it, it, it takes away the fear. It yeah. takes away the fear and you suddenly become, I am grateful to every single client, customer, person I interact with, someone who sends me a message on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever, I'm grateful. I'm just, I'm just like, thank you for getting in touch. That's amazing. I love it. And that gratitude, like ripples in a pond, goes out. It goes out via my wife. It goes out via my team of people that work with me. It come, hopefully it's coming across to you. It's like that vibration is, is like a, or that gratitude vibration, you know, thank you for having me as a guest, Shelley. You know, it's so important. The more we do it, you know, just imagine this little utopia for a minute where everybody does that, yeah? yeah? All of a sudden, we stop tuning into negative news and watching, like, negative vibrations. We can't blame the news, by the way, because we all tune in when they, when they put something negative on, like as I said earlier. But the point is, is if we all stopped doing that and we started feeling grateful for the rain coming down or grateful for music or grateful for, you know, good TV shows and entertainment and grateful for lovely food and great, you know, if we started to just all do that, just the world would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm on a one man mission here in the UK uh, to, to raise that vibration for everyone around me. I don't think it'd be one man for long. I reckon we're going to get a little tribe going. <laughs> the vibe tribe, already. should we call it that? It's the life remix <laughs> tribe. It's happening already. Yeah. yeah, absolutely love it. It's been so inspirational. I absolutely love your story, probably because I was you know, a bit of a Ministry of Sound girl back in the day. But it has been a true story today. So people out there, whether it's been like, you know, loss of health, wealth or happiness, what would you say is the one positive change they could make today? 
Uh, uh, well, so I, so I was just about to say, I probably should buy my book. No, 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 uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Sorry. You can have uh, two then. Buy the book and. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, um, I think there's so much, you know, amazing information out there. Uh, Bob Proctor has, has um, endorsed my book, which in itself is incredible because I've been studying with him for 15 years or more, probably 17 years at a distance. For him to come out and say, Mark Wilkinson, what you're doing is amazing, is a beautiful thing to me. And, and that what an endorsement. I can have, have that for the rest of my life. But my point is, is that get out there, study with people that have experience and that actually know how to create what it is that you would like to create. So one of the, well, in fact, every self-development person I've studied with, the one thing they've all said is find someone who's living the way you would like to live and then go and copy them. Because I'm telling you now, they've written a book. Hello. Uh, they've, <laughs> written, they've written a book. They've got a website. They've got a YouTube channel. They're sharing information. They put on events. You know, they might coach you if they've got a coaching program, or whatever, you know. Go and find someone who's already living the way you would like to live and then just go and copy them. There's no great secret here in that respect. It's literally go and copy people, model people. It's the, it's the greatest thing you can do because we can all learn from each other. You know, we, I can learn things from everyone. I'm an open book. I will learn anything I can from anyone. Yeah, I think that's really important what you've said there because I think people, again, Go on the negative side and they compare themselves to others when you shouldn't because really it's just shown you that it's achievable it's possible can i give you a quote on comparison go on go on <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy i like that like it's it a true. lot it's true ultimately don't compare yourself to someone else if your results aren't what they want what you want them to be self-develop yourself more personal development yourself more so that you can become more like them you know, don't wish you were easier, wish you, wish you were better, is another classic quote. Comparison is a thief of joy. Don't do it. Get your head down and make things as best as they possibly can be for you. We're only on this planet for a short time. Even if you live here 100 years, it's still very, very quick. You know, and I think we all need to understand that and then start taking some real positive um, steps towards where we would love to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, bless you. It's been like an action-packed show. I love it. <laughs> and you've not finished because you've got some freebies to help people so there's no excuses of not making a positive change today because mark wilkinson's got your back <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely i mean go to markwilkinsonofficial.com uh which is my website there's some free stuff in there you just log in and you can download free information that we give away and um, there's a lot of really interesting coaching tools in there there's the youtube channel which is mark wilkinson official tune in i'm on there three or four times a week sharing information you know there really is no excuse if you want to get happy, you want to get healthy, you want to get wealthy, you want to make money, you know, whatever it is, you know, self-develop yourself and research great authors doing great things because this is part of the secret. I give away a lot of information. Of course I do. I give away as much as I possibly can. And then I get rewarded by the universe. You know, um, I've had to learn this. I've had a long-term goal this for some time and I've learned it. I understand how it works and I'll, I will never be bankrupt or hungry again because I've learned how to add value, give service, and I give away information because, you know, I even coach some people for free because I want them to get better. They will eventually reward me, but if they're struggling and they can't afford to pay me, okay, fine. Well, let's find out a solution so I can get you back on your feet. There's other people that will come in and pay me thousands, but, you know, it's, it's different strokes with different folks. So get in touch is what I would say. 
Mark Wilkerson, you are blooming gorgeous. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Shirley. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review. If you would like to create your own positive changes, you can buy Positive Changes, a self-kick book from all online book retailers or from ShellyFKnight.com. If you need a dollop of positivity until the next episode, come like and follow us over on Facebook at Shelly F. Knight, Life Goes On. As always, I've been Shelly F. Knight and you've been amazing.